0: back to the Franken Sisters podcast where I force my sister to watch horror movies with me and then we talk about them. Today we're talking about I Know What You Did Last Summer. Writer Kevin Williamson loosely based it off of Lois Duncan's 1973 novel of the same name. The big difference is that is that there's only one death in the book and really? yeah, she well it's definitely more like mystery style. Mm -hmm. Um, but she, her, she had a big critique of the movie, uh, which is that it uses death, uh, as like, well, the way she describes it is that it's for, uh, squeals and giggle. (laughs) Now, who died in the, in the book? Just the guy they hit in the beginning. Oh, really? Yes. So Kevin was like, we're killing all of them. We're killing all of them. Half um, of them. But her daughter was murdered um, in the 80s. The the, the, the writer, the Lois Down. Or Lois? Yeah. Lois? <laughs> Not Lewis, Lois. 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 Um, so that may explain why she feels that way about it. Um, That's understandable. I wouldn't be too happy if like, I wrote a book and, you know... I just wouldn't be too happy with that either. If they changed, yeah, but yeah. and I actually I'm kind of interested in reading it now. And actually, after the movie came out, her book sales went up a whole bunch because it it came out in 1973, and then the movie re- was released in 97, I guess. Yes. Think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she did. De- she definitely benefited from, from it in a way. Good for her. but I also I I wonder if she actually ever saw the movie because. I would not say it's a gory or violent movie. So she just, like, heard from the grapevine that, like, well, all her she, characters died? I think she heard it's, like, oh, you know, it's a 90s teen slasher movie. Or, mm-hmm. like, you know, in the same vein as maybe Final Destination or... Uh, just, I, I could see how she could, like, think that. Yeah, but it's really not uh, a gory movie at all. There's not a lot of violence in it. And that was actually the director's choice when he made the movie... So Jim Gillepsey drew inspiration from Halloween and Jaws, which are both movies that don't... They're iconic horror movies, but then when you look back and watch them, they're not, they're not bloody. No, not at all. Yeah, and I think that is one of the things that I really do like about I Know What You Did Last Summer, and one of the reasons why it did so well in theaters was because it's it's not it's not there just for the gore. I think the characters are really well developed. I think it tells a really good story. It's uh, it's about, you know, four teenagers where something really bad happens to them and they're all struggling with it in their own way. Yeah. And not every scary movie needs needs gore. I agree. I and I think sometimes the lack of gore is more effective. Exactly. It yeah. can be for sure. But, so, that wasn't the only criticism it faced. A lot of people felt like it was a Scream ripoff. Oh, yeah, I was just reading about that, yeah. But it's funny because Kevin Williamson, the writer of Scream, and also I Know What You Did Last Summer, wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer First. But none of the studios he took he took it to wanted to make it. Because but after Scream success, it was like they were like, okay, let's take let's put this out. Yes, let's put this movie out. But, but yeah, so he wa- he heard about the Gainesville Ripper case, and then that's what inspired him to write Scream. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he wrote both of them, so it kind of makes sense that they would be somewhat similar. But I do actually think, in a lot of ways, they're totally different movies. I mean. Scream is a very self-aware meta mm. movie. There's a lot more comedy, and I don't... That's not really a part of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Was that the... Did you do the first Scream? I know he did the first Scream. I don't know about the other ones. But, yeah, I mean, I think the only time when it gets a little bit self-aware is where, in the beginning, they're sitting by that campfire, and they're talking <laughs> right, about yeah. the fishhook murder myths. <laughs> He's got this long, sharp hook for a head. Dude, you're telling it wrong. Shut up. Uh, But other than that, I mean, they are pretty different movies. But despite all of the criticism that a lot of people had of it, it actually did really well in theaters. It was number one in the box office for three weeks in a row, beating out The Devil's Advocate with Keanu Reeves, Charlize Theron, and Al Pacino. Is it Al Pacino? I, I'm not sure. I've never seen that movie. I want to say it's Al Pacino, and it made 125 million worldwide. God damn! With a budget of 17 million. Damn. Yeah, they 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 <laughs> made, made bank. out like bandits. Yeah. They made bank. But yeah, I think I think a lot of people liked it. I think um, it does kind of subvert in a way that 90s slasher genre from with the lack of gore and the more developed uh, characters. Mm-hmm. They're not just, like, surface level, they're, like, individuals. Yeah, they're affected by the trauma that they have seen. Yeah, in different ways, too, which is pretty cool. And this was pretty much your first time watching it. What was your thoughts when you watched it? I thought it was good. I really like, like, 90s teen films, and even teen thriller films are also really good. I I just kind of like that uh, genre. Yeah, me too. But yeah, I, I've always liked I Know What You Did Last Summer. Definitely reminds me of my childhood, the cheesy kinda nineties. <laughs> Your but time. My my time. Yes. Okay. Well, without th- further ado, let's get into the I, know. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did last summer. <sighs> So the movie opens up by panning over the ocean, and then a totally rad rock version of Summer Breeze comes on, <laughs> and uh, it, it I think it was actually shot in North Carolina, I want to say. Um, but, so we we're panning over, and we see a guy sitting on the edge of a cliff, and he's young, and he's kind of lost in thought. He's looking at this necklace charm thing. Like a, yeah, a little charm Yeah. Thingy. But he hears footsteps behind him, and he's looking around, and he's like, what's that? And nothing is there. Okay? So Whoa, I wonder what that could be. What could it be? I don't know. know. But we are panning over, and we it's a big, twisty road next to a beach. And then we cut to a Fourth of July festival, and it's like this little fisher's beach town, and it's really cute. I kind of want to live there, honestly. I love little fishermen beach towns. Me too. They're really cute. So uh, we get we meet all of our characters at the Croker Queen Beauty Pageant, and it's a bunch of girls lined up in bathing suits, and one of the lines that uh, Freddie Prince Jr. says, Ray, <laughs> his character's name is, I had no idea her breasts were so ample. I had no idea her breasts were so But she does these exercises, pump them up. Referring to Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, Helen, (laughs) who's actually they met on the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and they met. They married, I I think, a couple years after it came out. When they did the Scooby-Doo movie, the live-action Scooby-Doo. That movie rocks. That movie does rock. We'll have to do that they're, one day. They're great as Daphne and Fred. I love Freddie Prince Jr. And actually, I really like the whole cast of this movie except for maybe Ryan Filipe or Filipe. I don't know how do you say. Filipe Filipe uh, Douchebag Felipe? is. I don't know. Barry. Barry. Yeah. yeah. Just he does the character well. I will say. But yeah, he's saying that. I had no idea her breasts were so ample. And it's not Helen in this movie. Is not his girlfriend. He has a girlfriend, it's Jennifer Love Hewitt, who, I mean, let's be honest, her breasts are m- more ample. Oh, 100%. I would say. She's got some nice boobies. <laughs> it, they were distracting me throughout the movie. Actually, they wanted her to do a nude scene, but she's- I see why. You know, I'm kind of disappointed <laughs> she didn't. Oh. <laughs> she's like 18 when they filmed oh. it. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm 22, so it's okay. I wish she had her boobs out. You pervert. Giggity, 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 giggity. Oh, hey. Uh uh, ding, tang, walla walla bing bang. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, they are the group of friends, they're watching their friend Helen do her beauty pageant, which she wins. But it's the four, the three of them watching are Barry, Ryan Philippe, Julie, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and then Barry, who's played by Freddie Prince Jr., the king of 90s rom coms. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. And you know what? He's a handsome man. He is a handsome man. He's very likable. I like Pretty Prince Junior a lot. And so is so is uh the uh, Barry. I forgot his oh, name already. Barry. He's handsome, but he's handsome in like the uh like college frat boy. Like he's kinda douchey. Like he yes. portrays that very well. So now she, anyway, so she wins the pageant. And then we go to a party, and we meet Max. Who? What's his name? He's the guy from the Roseanne. Big Bang. Yeah, Roseanne and the Big mm-hmm. Bang Theory, and I like him too. It's like Le- the Big Bang G- Theory. Le- yeah, that also. Ganecki, G- Galecki. I have no clue what his <laughs> It's something, but I like him.
1: <laughs> he's um, a
0: good guy. He's a good guy, and he asks Julie out, and she kindly rejects him because he has a boyfriend. Or he doesn't really ask her out. He says, "Hey, you want to go?" Meet up because you're going. She's going away to college and she's leaving the town. And he's like, "We've known each other our whole lives. Let's let's, hang out. Let's have a little goodbye thing." But then Ryan Phillippe Barry comes up and he starts acting like a douchebag and pushes Max away. And and so yeah, and and Max is kind of like, you know, he's he's peeved. He's irritated. I was be too. He doesn't like Ryan Phillippe. You know what? Who likes aggressive frat boys? Yeah, and in this scene, we also meet Sarah Michelle Geller or Helen's sister Elsa. I think is her Elsa. name, and she's such a cop. not from Frozen. Yeah, every every scene she's in, she's saying something mean to Helen, and I she's just an asshole. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like her. I get like sibling rivalry, but like she was just mean. To be mean. (laughs) So they leave the party, and the group goes down to the beach. And they start telling campfire stories, as teens do, about a killer with a hook for a hand. And they're all adding, you know, having various different (laughs) spins on the story. Uh, But Freddie talks about, or Ray, (laughs) I should say, (laughs) talks about how it originated from a real-life incident. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. And then basically, they all start getting a little freaky on the beach. Yeah. Not together. Not together. Not, not an orgy. T- no, they separate. No orgies. They yes. separate. And so also, no towels on the beach. Just, just sex on the beach. So I, I've got to say that someone's getting a UTI for sure. For <laughs> sure. Yeah, it doesn't sound like fun. But so the pairs split off. They uh, do their thing. But also, we it's established that. Um, Ray and Julie are gonna enter a long distance relationship for college, and so he's gonna go to a separate college, and she's in like New York, I think, and then she's going somewhere else, and that's gonna work out great. Well, <laughs> not for long. <laughs> uh, so the crew go back to the car and they are gonna drive home, and it's Ryan. Uh, or Barry's car. I keep car. want to call it, I keep. I want to call them their real names, <laughs> but it's Barry's car, but he's been heavily drinking. And he's hella drunk. And he's hella drunk. What seems to be the officer problem? And so, Ray is going to be the driver, the designated driver. And good for Ray. He's, he's the Ray's boy. Ray's a good guy. He's the boy. And as they're driving, Barry is being a shitbird, and he sticks his head out of the sunroof and he's being crazy distracting ray while he's trying to drive he spills alcohol on him Little shit. and he's just being a general nuisance and so as ray is being distracted they hit something with the car and obviously they pull over. They're freaking out. They're like, was it an animal? What was it's it? An what? Barry, yeah. Barry's mad. He's like, oh, my god! My car. Oh, my god!" Yeah. He's got, like, blood on him. And, but it takes, and he yeah, he's got blood on him. And it takes them a minute to find the body, even though the body's, like, right in front of them, pretty much. I Only mean, but it's, it's dark on a windy a few feet road. feet away. I guess. You know? I guess so. He, that the, the body could look like an animal, too, from, at night, from afar. Sure, yeah <laughs> so they they're freaking out. they don't know what to do. Uh, most of them, actually everybody but Barry, I think, really want to call the cops they're, they' they want to get an ambulance, they want to try to save his life. Uh, but Barry's like, oh, I've been drinking, this is my car. We're all gonna get in big trouble da da well, I think Julie Julie is uh Jennifer, right? Yeah. Um, I think she was more into like the one that was really like insisting on calling the police, while the other like well, they're all on the fence about it. Barry's adamant that they have to call, and so Julie is, uh, yeah, Julie is one way, and Barry is like her exact opposite. Yeah, he and he's able to convince Helen and Ray that it's the right thing to do because they're stupid. Because they're stupid. So they go down to the... Actually, no. What happens before they go down to the water is Max. They hear a car driving up, and it's Max. And... They have Julie go talk to him, or the Yeah, driver. they have Julie go talk to Max, the driver. And she, she flaunts her boobies. Yeah, she flaunts her boobies. Don't look at the body, look at my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, hey, what are, what's going on now here? And he's, you know, they're talking for a second. And she tells him that Barry is sick, and so he's over the ledge pretending to be sick because they're up on a roadside cliff. But, um, and then Ray comes up, and he's like, what can we do for you? And... <laughs> Max goes, you can wipe that shitty eating grin off your face. And I love Freddie Prince Jr. in the scene. He goes, will do. Anything else I can do for him? Okay, Max. Will do. Have a good night. <laughs> all right, I just, he delivered that line so perfectly and so just authentically. And I love that not part. And all. not suspicious at all. And not suspicious <laughs> at all. Will do. Anyway, so Max is maybe suspicious, but he's satisfied and he drives off. So the gang head down to the docks, to, and they carry the body down with them, and they to dump, dump into the water. And Ray starts having reservations, and he's he's his conscious conscience is like, hey, maybe this is a bad thing to do. But then Helen, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, grows a big pair of balls, and she's like, I'll just push him in the water. <laughs> and It's not just any water; it's a fucking dock. It's a dock, yeah. Like, it's not deep boat, water. Like they, don't, they don't try at all. And there's so, boats everywhere, just like they... I think one of them even has a boat. They could just take the body they could have taken and dump it. it in the ocean. Yeah, but, uh, I guess... Could have went a little farther out. <sighs> there you go. Know. What, what can you do? They're 18-year-olds. Could it could have strapped some heavy... Yeah, they did not dust. plan this murder. No slash <laughs> body dumping out well. I mean, nobody knows, and they could have had the time to, like, be like, okay, we got to do this, especially if they have a boat, so... Yes. And so as Ellen... Ellen Helen is jump, as is, is trying to push the body over the body jolts up and grabs her crown he 's still alive, and so they all freak out and they push the him into the water, but he he 's going down the water with the crown in his hand. so Barry jumps in to go get it, and he 's trying to get it out of his hand, but as he 's doing that, the guy opens up his eyes and they rush out of the water and they 're all freaking out, but I guess we 're assuming he 's dead, even though they gave him an, every indication. But he's not dead, yeah. And you've just crossed the realm into like definitely murder, not just hit and run, but murder 100% <laughs> and concealing murder. a body. But yeah, so they're just racking up the charges. But he stays down. He stays down in the water. And um, for now, but they Barry is again. He's very adamant that they don't say anything. And he's like, and he's telling Ray because Ray obviously he's a good guy. He doesn't he doesn't like this idea. Uh, and he but he's like you you know, I'm poor, I'm not like the rest of you guys, I don't have the money for this, and if if this happens to me, it's going to ruin my life, I'm not going to be able to get good lawyers, it's going to really, you know, destroy my future, and so that's his reasoning behind what he does, and then Julie's like, this is so wrong, (laughs) and Barry gets in her face, and he like slams her up against the door, and Ray- but Ray is being such a little shit right now because he's yeah. he's being chicken shit. He's not he's not standing up for her, and it's like Ray, come on, Ray, Ray, what are you doing? Come man? on, Ray, stand up for your girlfriend. I guess I guess when bodies are on hand, I guess fuck your girlfriend. Yeah, I suppose I guess so. But so she promises she, uh, to not say anything. So they drive off, and as they drive off, we see that same trinket that the guy. At the beginning of the movie, with, at the edge of the cliff, it's holding. So we cut to one year later. Julie is at college. She's looking rough. She's looking rough. She's looking rough. She's definitely depressed. She's depressed. I mean, you know. Understand she, understandable. Understandable. She killed a guy, you know, If I... Participated in concealing a body. Yeah, and and not only just participating, but kind of forced to by, like, every one of her friends. Yeah. So. I would, you know, if it were me, if it was me, I would have still gone to the cops. Me too. I would have been, like... Yo, we're kids. Uh, they wanted to hide the body because they got scared. But like, yeah, come on. <laughs> I, I would rat my friends out in a heartbeat. Yeah. Maybe. Me too. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd rat you out though. If you're a rat, then I'm the biggest fucking mutt in the history of the mafia. You'll hide the body with me. I'll hide the body. We'll, with we'll be you. on the same page. <laughs> if it's if it's an accident, you know. I don't know. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> tangent I'm going on here. But yes, Julie is very depressed. She, I don't think she really wants to go home, but she's gotta. Um, so she gets home, and when she's there, she, her mom gives her a letter that was e- addressed to her, and she opens it up, and it says, I know what you did last summer. Dun, dun, dun! <sighs> so the next day, Helen goes, or she goes to show Helen the letter, and Helen doesn't really know what to make of it, and then the two go find Barry. We did lots of things last summer, isn't that what you said? (laughs) Yeah, we did lots of things last summer, or one of them says it, but Helen and Barry are no longer together. And also, the other thing that's established in that scene is when she's trying to find Helen. Helen was supposed to go off and have this career and, you know... In New York, right? Or somewhere. I can't remember the specifics of it. But her sister, Elsa... Is a bitch. Yeah, they're working at a shop together. And she tells uh, Julie, she's like, you can go check in, like, the perfume department or something like that. And she's such an asshole. (laughs) But she finds Helen there. So it's just another way to show that this tragic event has really messed up everybody's life <laughs> and i mean she had plans yeah she had plans and then you know it, it just i think she tried i think she did I think try she did to go, do something and then it just didn't work out so she came back yeah so they go they, they go to find barry and he's not worried about it and he's doesn't think it's related <laughs> apparently <What a> dumbass. <laughs> i know uh and or maybe he's the one that said we did a lot of things last summer. We did a lot of things last summer, <laughs> which is stupid. How do you know this is even related? You did a lot of things last summer. So Julie tells them about how she had done a little bit of research a few weeks after the accident happened, and she found out that the, na- the name of the guy who they hit was a-, was a guy named David Egan, and he was found in a fish net a few weeks later. And Barry suggests that it might be Max. <laughs> so from out of nowhere, uh, but he, I think Max, Max, Max is working in one of those fishing warehouses. Uh, so they go; they all go to pay. Oh, but oh, but also they make this connection because Max was there. Max was there, yeah. But Max would never do. That. Max wouldn't do that. No, nah, he would probably go to the police if he saw. He would. Yeah. Ma- Max is because a- like he doesn't like most of those people in that group, except for Julie. Except for Julie. Uh, so they they all go to pay Max a visit. and Barry, especially he starts accusing him of sending the letter and is like getting in his face, getting aggressive. and then Max, as as Barry is leaving, he picks up a hook and he start and he threatens to call the cops. But I guess he's unbothered by that. They run into Ray after that, and the Helen and Barry leave, and then Julie and Ray catch up because and they're no longer together, and Ray, They weren't expecting him to be there, or at least Julie wasn't, because he was supposed to go to New York for college, but he's working in a fish warehouse. He's a fisherman. He's a a boat. Yeah, he's a fisherman. Um, But, because again, you know, it's really affected everybody's life in a a really bad way. And that's why when you accidentally hit somebody with your car, you should call the police. Call the police. The, The guilt will eat you alive. yeah. So uh Julie says to him that she doesn't blame him for what happened, but she doesn't want to know him either, which, you know, I get Understandable. that. I get that. She doesn't want any connection to the really bad thing that happened. Shared trauma. So we flash over to Max in the warehouse, and he's murdered. Man, so why? it's definitely not him. No. And was was it was the murderer, the hook guy, I should say, just just because I mean I'm sure for plot reasons it was just to throw us off a little yeah. bit. But like why in the Why in you gotta films, do? You say, him why like you got to do Max like that? I don't know. That's what I, I that's what I try to figure out cuz he didn't do anything and I don't even I think that guy was like knocked unconscious. Yeah. So maybe like he wouldn't see. Oh, I'm spoilers. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you're spoiling the movie for everyone. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, poor poor Max is killed. Uh, so the next day, or maybe that night, Barry is out practicing his boxing. And in the locker room, there's as a boys little. Do. Yeah, as boys do, there's a little uh, picture shoved into one of the lockers and it's sticking halfway out. And it's a picture of Barry's car. And he turns it over and it says, I know. Um, so he and goes. Barry's like, I did a lot of things with my car last summer. <laughs> I don't so, know. Uh, he goes to get his keys, uh, and the key- his keys are gone. So he runs outside, and someone's in his car. And the driver, the unknown driver, tries to hit him, and Barry is knocked down. And he's he's kind of like... And then he starts crying like a little bitch. Yeah, he starts crying Help like a little me. bitch. And the fisherman guy approaches him, hookhand guy approaches him, and uh, you think he's going to kill him, but he doesn't. He's just messing with them. Right yeah, he's now. just messing with them because we and we know that because the next day Barry is in the hospital, and then he accuses Ray. All of his friends are there: Ray, Helen, and, and Julie. But he accuses of Ray. Of course, he would because he's a fisherman. I know you did. I know you did. And so Julie and Ray want to turn themselves in because it's just getting out of hand at this point. And Barry convinces them to look for whoever is messing with them themselves instead. And at home. Julie researches and finds that Egan was in an accident with his fiance Susie on that road that they hit him on, and she died, and then he survived. They also learn that David Egan has a sister, so Helen and Julie decide that they're going to go <laughs> talk to her in a very non-suspicious way. That's a good idea. So <laughs> they drive to her house, which is out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, they the girls get there, yeah. And it's it's Anne Hesh, who I love. I I don't know who that. I mean, I know who she is in the movie, but I just don't know who she is in general. She died <gasps> in real life. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. <laughs> and I could we could make a whole separate video about this, but yeah, it's it's actually really suspicious. Wait, she died in a suspicious way. Yes, she did die in a suspicious way. So, oh, shoot. Yeah, she's going around. She's at, She was working on this project. Uh, That was exposing like sex trafficking I believe. Oh, that is suspicious. Yeah, and then so she's going around doing her day She has contact with people and they all say oh, she's acting normal and then she later that day She's driving super fast like maybe 70 80 90 miles per hour And she drives into a home and her car catches on fire. Now the really weird part is that there's video there's, it's like, I don't know if like a drone caught it, but there's a video of them loading her into the ambulance, and she's in a body bag, but she pops out of the body bag. Oh yes. shit! You should look up this video. It's really crazy. But I've always liked Anne Hesh, and it's really sad that she died, and it's it's definitely suspicious. Oh, that is suspicious. Was the was she uh, investigating like sex, sex trafficking and like a. Uh in, like, the government way, or, like, was there a, like, I'm, a specific... I'm not sure. I'm not sure the all the details of that, um, but I... Well, she was making a doc, yeah, a documentary. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is really weird. But, so poor Anne Hesh. I, I love Rip. her. Her name is Missy in the movie, and she's very polite. So The girls ask if they can use her phone to call uh, AAA because they say that the phone is... Or their car is not working. Quote, unquote broke down. Broke down. But it's not. But it's not. And Anne Hesh, Missy, offers them tea while they wait. And also, she's looking kind of crazy in this movie. <laughs> they made her like wear a, a frumpy, dirty dress. And well, her brother died. Her, so yeah, she's depressed. She she's sad. Depressed. She has a loss. She's grieving. Um, so they're trying to find out. They're like, oh, you look familiar. And your last name Egan, do you have a brother? And she's like, yeah, I did. And then uh, she tells them that somebody a friend of David Egan's came by after he died a friend called Billy Blue and as they're talking Julie realizes how devastated poor Anne Hesch is and that she feels really guilty and they say okay well maybe we'll go wait in the car. I would have tea with her though. I would have tea. With if her. I thought I killed somebody's brother and I was trying to investigate and like the least you can do the is least have, some tea, do is with have her, some tea with the woman. Tea? Yeah, and she's like, I don't get visitors often. Yeah, she's lonely. She's, Come on. She's sweet. You killed, you, you think you you killed, killed her, her brother, so. Yeah. Have some tea with her. Come on. So as they're waiting in the car, <laughs> they get it to start, and Missy comes out, and she's she's like, oh, I thought you were... You forgot co-. your cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, but, and then she notices the car is working, and... They're like, oh yeah, it's funny how that happens, isn't it? And well, just, so she's clearly suspicious as they leave. Rightfully so. Yeah. Which is also why you should have had tea with her. Yeah. Come on, Helen. So as they're driving home, Julie's dropping Helen off, and Helen tells Julie that maybe David wanted to die, which is why he was in the road with his fian- the road that his fiance died on. And that makes things much better. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it does make. It is suspicious, you know, if someone's out in the road on a twisty road in the middle of the night, yeah. it's like, you know, that's suspicious. That is suspicious, but still not a still not a good thing to kill somebody, even if they want to die. True. Uh, so Helen goes inside her house, and she's doing her house stuff, and it looks like her dad's like, maybe an alcoholic or something. He's just passed out on a couch. Um, but who enters the house is the fisherman right behind her, and she they doesn't want They don't lock their him. doors, I guess. You know, this is the 90s. True. They're like, everybody can come in. Yeah, we didn't have the same interest in true crime as we do now, you know? No. So I think people were probably less paranoid. Uh, But, yeah, so he goes up the stairs, and he's hiding in her closet. Finally, she gets to her room, and she's getting ready for bed. She's looking at her crown, and her sister comes in, and... while while Helen is just sitting there minding her own business, combing her hair her sister goes, oh you always did love your hair just always being a bitch just always being a bitch Uh, so she goes to bed and the next morning she wakes up and the crown is on her head and someone cut all her hair off but you know the haircut wasn't that bad it looked nice. Well, she probably fixed it up. I yeah, after think, she fixed it up, it looked nice. I looked nice. It wasn't. It wasn't like a huge loss. So. But I guess in the book, that's like one of her defining features is her long blonde hair. Ah. Yeah. So she's freaking out, and then she walks over to her vanity, and somebody has written "I know" on it. Obviously, she's freaked out. She calls Julie. Julie drives over, and but as she's driving over, she hears something in the trunk of her car, uh, and she pulls over. She opens it up and finds Max dead, covered in crabs. Poor Max. I know, poor Max. And Max didn't deserve that. You, you know, you would think it would be stinky too. I know, you would. You would definitely be uh, going through Ray Mortis. But whoever like this that. killer is, he's a busy little beaver, you know, hiding in... Yeah, he's fucking slick as fuck. Yeah, he's, he's hiding in Helen's closet, is able to cut off all of her hair without waking her up. I see the Halloween uh, inspiration yeah? in that movie. Yeah. Because uh, that guy definitely has got Mike some Myers. My, Mike, yeah. Mike Myers uh, Mike supernatural Myers. killer vibes. For, for sure. So Julie is freaked out. She goes, she finds Helen and Barry, and they go to check it out. But at, when she opens the trunk up... The killer, the hook man, does some legwork. He, 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 he removes every trace of the body and the crabs. It no stink, still smell. no dirt, nothing. It's <laughs> just perfectly clean. I, I mean, at least so he took the time to bleach it and clean it out. Yeah, that was and just kind of him. And don't he, know where. He yeah, he did so in a matter of like what twenty minutes, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe less. Um, just, maybe he's Michael Myers' cousin. So yeah, something. they're like, you know, they're they're maybe I don't know if they believe her or if they think she's just crazy, but that's where we get the iconic line of uh, "What are you waiting for?" Hi! But actually, okay. Something interesting about this is that they there was like this radio contest thing, and it was a kid. They 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 said whoever won this contest could direct a scene from the movie, and oh, it was really? this kid's idea. Yeah, how to, old was he? I'm not sure, but to have it <laughs> the camera above her and she's spinning in circles and saying, "What are you <laughs> waiting for?" Huh? Of but, course, the camera's above her. Ah, uh, yes, titty shot, titty shot. It was probably a boy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. What if? But it's funny. The camera was above her. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's like one of the most iconic parts of the movie. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she thought, she was like, oh my god, that line is so cringe. (laughs) Which it really is, but. It is, but. Gotta love it for what it is. This is a teenage thriller slasher movie, so. It's gonna be corny. But who do they run into but Ray, who is suspiciously nearby? Barry punches him and accuses him, and Ray's like, hey, I got a letter. You know? But he, I mean, granted, he does seem suspicious at this point, because he's he bi, he's not been harassed like he's the by? others have. <laughs> <laughs> he's by the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's suspicious, he's bi. He's bi as <laughs> fuck. I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's, <he's>, suspicious. <laughs> that's suspicious. That's <laughs> suspicious. Um, but, so the gang try to figure out who Billy Blue is. Julie suggests she go the Missies again. Bad idea, in my opinion. Like, you can't just leave the lady alone, you know? Just, i will yeah. have tea with her. But don't investigate. Um, this is a grieving woman. But yeah, she's like, I'm gonna bring the yearbook over and see if we can identify Billy Blue. Meanwhile, Helen is at the parade. So there, it's, a year has gone by and it's like this re crowning event. For this beauty pageant in their 4th of July tap, I guess like beauty pageant is really important to the town. It's really important to the town. It's really important to Helen. Um, but So she's got a new haircut and it looks very nice. And Barry is kind of hanging around to make sure she's safe during this parade and pageant. Somehow he was able to be on the float and just be in the pageant with yeah. nobody. They're like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, you know, it's a small town. I buy it. Ju- uh, so Julie goes to Missy's again. And Missy asks her what she's doing there, and Julie says she needs to find Billy, and and she's she, she kind of comes clean a little bit. She's like, uh, "Your brother wasn't didn't kill himself because that's what Missy assumed. She said that uh, her brother killed himself and that he had a suicide letter, but she didn't want to turn in the suicide letter because she wanted his life insurance. Which you know, no judgment Good for her. No judgment. Honestly, you do what you got to do." But, so, yeah, Julie's like, it wasn't an accident. Missy says, I know. And then she, so she goes to show him the suicide letter. And then it says, I, ne- I will never forget last summer. But it's written the same way as their threats have been. And, and Julie's like, this is not a suicide letter. This is a threat. And then she realizes in that moment that it wasn't David that they hit. Yes, because also uh, when they were dumping the body, she saw a tattoo of uh, uh, Susie, right? That was the tattoo. Yeah, something like that. Um and his sister was like, uh, he doesn't have a tattoo. Is that yes. But um And so that's when she's like realizing like, Oh shit. Good that memory. It. I forgot about that. <laughs> you're you're welcome. That's Thank why you. I'm here. That's why you're here. So at the pageant, Barry watches from a balcony and Helen is on stage and sees the fisherman attack Barry. Oh, so sad. Oh, Barry. Poor Barry. Poor Barry. Poor Barry. And she starts screaming, so she's on the stage, and she's, like, screaming for somebody to help Barry. And everyone's like, what is this crazy blonde bitch doing? Yeah, nobody's, like, concerned why she's freaking out. Uh, But a cop goes to check, and again, we got a mastermind on our hands. Barry's not there. Super quick. Clean up. (laughs) Yeah. There is a little bit of blood on the railing, though. Oh, that's right. But it's too dark to see. So the cop drives Helen home. And the cop pulls over to help a fisherman who's working on his truck. Truck. What is going to happen is the cop gets killed. Obviously. Of course Obviously that's what's going to happen. Uh, so Helen sees this thing happen and she is able to break the window uh, in the cop car and she cl- crawls out. And she's running to the store that she and her sister work at. And, and her, her si- boobs are boobily. Her breasting boobily? Her, her breasts are Best. breasting yeah. Gro- boobily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so she runs to the shop. and Unfortunately, like Elsa, the, her sister is the last person you want to see when someone's trying to murder you. Um, and she's like, she let so she lets her in reluctantly. She's taking her sweet ass time, yeah. and she's like, "You gotta lock the doors. We gotta call yeah, the Yeah, we got it. And 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 like Elsa's just like, "Yeah, I guess," and just casually just yeah. locking all the doors. She's not worried, but in that time, dude, because Elsa, because of Elsa's lackadaisical attitude, the the killer gets in. So, but Helen doesn't know that. She's going up, she's trying to find a phone, but the phone lines have been cut. She's mm. trying to call 911. In the meantime, the fisherman attacks Helen, which, you know, like, get, he's getting those toxic people out yeah. of Helen's life. Barry, he, her sister she don't Elsa. She doesn't need those people. people. <laughs> and also, side note, I love the dress that, Ellen is, that Helen is in. She That is such a beautiful dress that when she's running, I love it. I want it. She's very stylish. She's very stylish. So, yeah, the fisherman's coming after Helen next, and she's cornered in a room, and (laughs) she does the best thing, which is jump out of the window like a badass. um, Onto, like, this garbage. Onto this garbage pile. Yeah. And she's running and running, and she sees the parade going by, and she's, but last second she hears a sound, and she turns around, and then the fisherman guy gets her cuz he's super fast, I guess. Ooh. Poor Helen. Poor Helen. She didn't deserve that. Julie tries to find Helen, uh but she can't. She then goes to Ray. After doing some research, Julie tells him that she thinks they hit Susie's dad and that he killed David and didn't and David didn't die. Wait, what did I just say? <laughs> 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 she she they think she thinks they hit Susie's dad and that he didn't die. There we go. Now, as she is explaining her theory to, to Ray, she looks over and she sees the name Billy Blue on the side of Ray's boat. And she's like, it was you. And then she starts running away from Ray. And as she runs, a man knocks out Ray and she gets on his boat. Which <laughs> that's not suspicious. <laughs> and it, but also like, oh yeah, the, there's like, they're on a dock and there's all the boats lined up and there's a gate that's locked, probably because that dude locked it. Uh, but, so she gets on his boat. And, Stupid. Yeah, as Stupid the fisherman girl. guy is kind of, like, dealing with Ray, he, she's looking around, and she sees pictures of her and her friends. So, that's scary. <laughs> and the fisherman comes yeah, very in. Scary. And he has a little Susie shrine. Um, and it's, it's, it's his dad. It's her dad. Not, not, not Julie's dad. Susie's dad. Susie's dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, at, as that's happening, the boat is drifting from the docks. But also, here's... The, okay, so we know now at this point that Susie's dad is the killer. And he's upset. He doesn't say this, but he's upset because they're... I don't know, maybe... Not, I don't think he's upset because he they hit him with the car. I think he's upset because his daughter died in a car accident yeah. in, on that road, and then they were driving recklessly. Also, um... He killed David Egan because he thought, or there was a rumor that he accidentally yeah, that, hit Susie. That it, or not that he hit Susie, but that the accident was his fault. Yes. So, like, and also, it doesn't say this, but Susie died, and then David walked away without a scratch. So I think it's possible, if we're using our powers of deduction here, that maybe he was drinking. Mm, that would make sense. Right? Yeah. So I, that's why he has this vendetta. But, like... It really did not <laughs> take very much to drive him t- to murder. His rage. I mean, maybe he just had like a violent side on the inside, and then once his daughter died, he was like, "I'm gonna let it out." Because I get wanting to kill the person that maybe caused the death of your child. Maybe it felt a little too good to kill David Egan. Yeah, I think he. I think I don't know. I feel a little bit bad for Susie because, like, yeah, her dad's kind of kind of a crazy bitch. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like our dad. Maybe I feel like yes, this definitely. would be our dad if. Oh, definitely. <laughs> if anything happened to us. Sometimes I think about that. I'm like, would Dad kill him in? Probably. He might. He might. <laughs> he might. He, he might. If he angered him enough. Um, but so Julie's running from the fisherman on the boat, and they re- and she also, like I said, they're drifting away from the docks. And Ray, wait, he gets up and he finds a little motorboat and he gets on the motorboat, and uh, so he's trying to catch up to them and he he's able to get on board. Uh, and he, he gets a, he gets a little fist fight with the fisherman. But the fisherman knocks him off the boat again. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) He's a really good fighter, I guess. But he, he's able to, uh, grab onto a fishnet. So while this is happening, Julie is under the deck and she finds herself in this, like, little ice area. What's it for? I don't know. Is this typical on a fisherman's boat? I guess. I'm not maybe. a boater. I'm not a boat girl. You're so not a boat... I don't I know. I don't know. But maybe a- he's just keeping the ice for... His bodies? Because there's ice. bodies. There's bodies yeah. down there. She finds Helen and Barry, and she's obviously upset. Actually, fun fact, those are not ice cubes. They're, like, they're jello. Little bits of jello. Really? So she's yeah. not cold. That's what I read. How- I'm wondering how that would work. Because... She was... That's cold, though. Yeah. Keep her keep her warm, you know? Keep her warm. Don't want to be an actual ice. Don't want to freeze out a girl, you oh. know? Uh, but, so, ha- Ray is able to climb back on the boat, and the fisherman finally finds Julie. And he's about to kill her, but then right in the nick of time, Ray saves her, and he flings this, like... F- I don't know my boat terminology. He th- he flings something out his head. <laughs> so, i think it's like a another hook thingy or like nets yeah i don't know but a fight ensues and eventually something gets a rope gets caught around the fisherman's hand his hook hand his well yeah he's about to maybe have a hook for a hand oh yeah but <laughs> he, it takes him up it pulls him up and his hand ends up getting like wedged between i don't even know boat parts <laughs> and it, his his hand comes off and then he gets flung into the water And that is the last we see of the fishermen in this movie. And Uh, you know, in in scary movie uh, logic, if you don't see a body, they're still alive. Yeah, so they are able to make their way back to the docks, and the cops are there. And Ray explains that he went to see Missy because of his guilt. And uh, Julie says, I understand your pain. (laughs) I understand your pain. We just, we killed the guy together on accident. Or actually, no, they didn't. They didn't kill anybody. No. Turns out. And mm-hmm. the guy they hit, maybe, maybe. Was a murderer. It's a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> but the cops go up and they ask if they have any idea why he wanted to kill them. And they look at each other and they look back at him and they say no. Nope, no. Which idea. makes me feel like they didn't really learn their lesson. <laughs> you know? Like, they didn't kill him. They could have come clean about how they accidentally hit him. You know, they could have just come clean at this point, but they decided to keep lying, so. Yeah, that is, that is kind of weird. But I guess if the guy is, like, alive and, like, a murderer, I guess it's like, eh. Eh. I'm not gonna, t- I'm not gonna be charged for this. I'm not. This guy myself kind of out. Deserved it. Yeah. But, yeah, so the cops say that they never found his body, and da 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 One year later, they're back, Ray and Julie are back together, but they're, they're kind of going with their initial plan, which is that he's in college in New York, and she's at her college, and she's she's doing pretty well. She seems a lot happier, even lot. though all of her friends were killed. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would. Still and she found grieving, their dead bodies. But, yeah, but then again, it's like were Helen and Barry really that good of friends to her? Well, Helen, 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 Helen was a very friend. Barry can eat it, I guess. Yeah, stupid Barry. But yeah, they're on the phone. She's in a locker room, wandering around in a towel. And I guess this is where the nudie scene was supposed to happen. Oh, but they're like, oh, she said, no, all right, we'll put her in a, in a little towel instead. Ooh, that's better. <laughs> so yeah. she gets off the phone with Ray, and as she's walking around, getting ready to get into the shower, there's a letter on her, on the bench. When she's oh, through. yeah, yeah. And she is, she's like, oh, shit, not this again. And she opens it up, and it's a little invitation to a pool party. To a pool party. So she's like, "Whew!" and she kind of laughs at herself for a second. And as she goes to get into the shower, she see- sees on a mirror what is written. I know. I still know. I still. Know. And she's like, Oh shit!" And then, right at that moment, the fisherman jumps out of the glass. I think <laughs> I don't it know. was. I think it was like a shower glass door. Yeah, so that's what it was. And on. that's where the movie ends. Now, you've yeah. never seen the sequel. No, didn't you say? I remember you saying that they kind of played it off as like a dream. Sequence. Yes, it's just a dream. She's having these dreams, which you know, probably a little PTSD, I imagine. But you know, I think it's a pretty good movie. Honestly, is the, is the guy alive in the second movie? I I can't remember. Um, I know. I think what happens is they like they she and Ray and some other people win a win a contest. <laughs> and, and to a, uh, be on this like tropical island and someone's trapping them which is the plot of scooby-doo movie <laughs> the scooby-doo movie yeah that that's what i was thinking <laughs> I was like, oh. uh, but yeah i can't remember exactly they made like one more I, i'll always know what you did last summer is the third one and then i think they even had like a TV show? Yeah, they made a TV series in like 2021. Yeah, actually, and it didn't last very long. Oh, I forgot. Okay, so Mike Flanagan talked about making a reboot of the movie, Ooh, which I, would I don't be too mad at that. I guess, and he had like a script wrote and everything. Um, but I don't know if it's ever going to actually happen because no, he hasn't made any comments on it. But I love Mike Flanagan. Me too. I loved his uh, haunting series, Haunting of Hill House, Midnight Mass, Doctor Sleep, Gerald's Game. Yeah, he's a great, um, he's a great director. Yeah, I'm I'm a a big fan. I'm a big fan. Um, I wonder who his wife would be in in
1: that. Well, probably too old to be
0: Julie. Yeah. Not that I don't. She's beautiful, and I love her. But maybe she'll be like a, a mom. mom or something. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, something. Because she has to be in his films. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if it's going to happen. I hope it does, but we'll see. You, I, I think he would do a great fucking job at that, though. If he did, I'm I'm down to watch. I'd watch it too. Any any last words to finish this off? All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, there's a body. I gotta go hide. It's kind of like an ordeal. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta help too. She's gotta help me hide this body. Yeah, <laughs> we should go to a dock with full of boats and stuff, and dump it in the shallowest part. I yeah. Think. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, plan. yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs>